<laughs> You're welcoming us, by the way. So whenever you feel like welcoming us in. Okay. Cool. How do I want to welcome us in? Welcome! Oh my gosh. <laughs> welcome to the next episode of the Percy Jackson series. This is Cole, and I'm here with Spencer. Hello. And Tim. Howdy, folks. Tim, how do you feel about being the newest addition to the Gazebo Effect book club? Um, you know, I, I feel honored. Now, as all listeners know, Tim hates all movies, but I'm excited to see what Tim's going to do with a book because he can't hate <laughs> all books, right? You, you just I sure can't. can't try! <laughs> Not all of them. Oh, gosh. What? I, it's my first time reading it, but what is what was your what was your reaction to Sea of Monsters the most recent time you read it? I guess Tim. This wasn't my favorite book of the series, mainly because I felt like it was more. It's, it's kind of a weird way to say it, but it was almost more straightforward than all of the other books. It, it was centered around finding the fleece and then also Percy kind of went on his side mission to save Grover and that was it like there weren't really side quests or anything like that but I mean like it was still a good story uh it was very similar to um the Odyssey I think we'll get to that yeah 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 uh and like I liked it uh it just wasn't my favorite Cole, anything you want to say on the, the Sea of Monsters before we get started? I liked I liked the change of pace and it's it's really different than everything else because this is or the other all the other books because, you know, he's the son of Poseidon and they're going into uncharted waters. That's like that's really cool. <laughs> and we never see that again. It kinda makes me sad. It yeah. So Man, I was really excited to read this book. I was kind of waiting a little bit because I wanted us... We didn't record Lightning Thief till a couple of... Maybe a few weeks after I finished reading it. And so I was just ready to open it up and get going with it. <laughs> I like this one. I guess I'm already putting my rankings. But I did like this one more than Lightning Thief. Okay. But I think it's because I knew less about this book going mm. into it. But now as as... Like, the straightforwardness, I like a straightforward plot to a degree. But I will say that they didn't go to, like, Hades. Like, they didn't go on the grandest of quests. But I really liked all the stuff that they covered. And, of course, the parallels to the Odyssey. Because I was going to say, it's it's kind of Percy and Annabeth's Odyssey. And that's really fun. But, of course, it's got modern twists on it. Because oh, yeah. This, this is Reorden we're talking about. And uh, here's the theme. Lightning Thief to Sea of Monsters, where where everyone's at. So where's Annabeth right now at the beginning of Sea of Monsters? I think she's coming home from her dad's. Yes, yes, she was with her with her. She went back to her family for the summer, and that was a big character development for mm -hmm. her to actually make communication with her father and do that. And then, but we don't actually see her until kind of after that, after she's already on the run. And but wasn't she on her way back to camp? Um, yeah, because camp was being attacked. So, so her I think time like with dad got cut. I think so. Yeah, I don't know if she left her dad because of helping camp. I think that's how it was though. It's because she feels like a duty almost because she's like kind of the head of the camp. 
Yeah. yeah. She certainly has, like, privileges that other people don't. <laughs> but she's also 13 years old. Well, it's, totally it's like she's, she's one of the, still one of the younger ones, but she's been there the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially she, after Luke left, she's been there the longest. She has the most beads on her necklace or whatever. <laughs> just as someone who doesn't know about Percy Jackson just saying she's got more beads on her necklace, <laughs> that just, ah, man, I don't know how I would <laughs> interpret that. Nets character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... We got the, we got, somehow Percy got into another school. Um, honestly, somehow. somehow, you know, luck mostly, I think. <laughs> I, you see, you know, in 2004, I know it was, or five or whatever, it, they had the internet. Like, there has to be like red flags around this student, 2006. right? 2006. You can't see the red flags because of the mist. Ooh. Oh. Are they green flags? <laughs> no. I said that and I, I was like, what color would they be? <laughs> Oh, it's a nice check mark. Like we should take this student. He hasn't been in every in any trouble in his whole life. Very mysterious kid. I like it how in almost all the books he's constantly being like toward the beginning. He's always like, I'm almost made it through one whole year, staying at well, the same school. But no, everything's gonna turn to just ah. And he, like, makes it to, like, the last day or something. He yeah. does make it to the last day. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But, of course, most of what they're doing with the school is to bring in the newest character to, like, the main character list, which is Tyson Motzenbacher. I've never remembered that him having a name. <laughs> That's because he does it. Oh! <laughs> there's, a, there's a music artist called Tyson Motzenbacher, oh, and okay. I felt obliged to, to throw out a... Tyson Motzenbacher, more like Tyson One-Eyed Bacher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't like that the mist just keeps you from looking at his face. Face? Yeah. I couldn't put my I couldn't put my 22-year-old imagination into into that. I was like, sure. I know we'll talk about this later, but it's still better reasoning than spray-on mist, like in the movie. <laughs> I remember very little about the movie, to be honest with you. I completely you forgot about it. Man. And we are we are watching the movie, listeners. No, <laughs> Tim knows he's he's being he's being dramatic, and it's great, and it's great. We love it. We love to see it. All right, now, and then we have to talk about my next the next character that they um they bring. Yeah, Joe Bob. The leader of the Giants. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I have no idea who he's going to talk about next. It's like our outline had Percy Jackson. You're like, the newest character of the series. I'm like, Percy Jackson was in the last book. Cool. <laughs> Joe Bob with the steel chair. <laughs> Joe Bob. Joe Bob, uh, leader of the Giants 2020. <laughs> I. So why are the Giants there? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're there. Not because to of Tyson. Kill Percy. I think it's I the same really motivation know. as like the first one, mm-hmm. where it's also, like I smelled you and I'm here to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. But also, they've been there for like the whole year. I <laughs> no, think. no, they were new students. Oh, oh, that's right. They were friends of. Uh, yeah. That well, they. Weird. Yeah. So of course, nobody, you know, Percy would never notice a weird change like that. Carrying. Yeah, with, but carrying it's also a sword with him every day in like a New York City school. Kids change in and out. Kids come in. Kids drop out. Cole, the expert on New York and City he's, education, he's right like, here. What thirteen now? Yeah. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, they picked a weird time to try and kill him. <laughs> Let's wait till dodgeball, and mm. then we'll kill him. They haven't played dodgeball the entire year. Yeah. Our time has come. I really liked that scene because. Of how they set up like them being giants, and they called him Perseus Jackson. It's like, well, crap. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! And he didn't know that Tyson was a Cyclops yet. I loved it when they were throwing like bombs and stuff and exploding balls, and uh, and they threw it at, at and Tyson just like blocks it with his hand, and Percy's like, what? what? Why didn't he go up in flames? And then he just moves on. And doesn't worry about it until later. He still can't look this guy in the face. Maybe, like, the mist makes him, like, super deformed, and it just mm-hmm. makes you feel bad. Like, you don't want to cringe, so you're polite and don't look at him I in think the face. 
I think it said something about that. Yeah. I just love Tyson. I didn't like him so much at first, but once he kind of gets at camp and becomes closer with Percy... He gets I, so much better. And after I he gets claimed. I don't like him in this book. I don't like him in this book. But... I love him after the beginning of the book. Like, once once he's learning, like, his skills and machinery and, and stuff, he becomes yeah. really interesting. Then he gets tatted. Well, and I'm it, skipping way ahead. Yeah, you just you just spoiled something, I'm sure. But did not... he make the shield in this one? Yeah, yeah. but okay. the very end. That yeah. was the coolest thing. The shield is really cool. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling to me. I guess the, the gods are so weird in Percy Jackson. And Tim, you wanted us to talk about this more in the first episode. Yeah. But they they kind of have like this, you know, like long arm between them and their kids. Yet they're also really involved when you really think about it. Indirectly. Ah, uh, Poseidon was very involved in this. But also the gods make the monsters to kill god children demigods i mean demigods yes but so the monster's sole function is to kill demigods and they come from the gods, the gods. yeah doesn't i mean and then hades has control over them but he doesn't really care and poseidon i guess he's like sleeping with i think the only one that was actually nymphs or after something. him was Always. the uh, chimera in the first book well, they're not sent after them. They're just there, yeah. you know? But that's their sole function. And they kind of either come from... And the gods are like... Or they come from... Well, that's unfortunate, but uh, we're just going to let it happen. <laughs> yeah. But also, they can't... The gods can't directly interfere with the events. Because well, of the prophecy? Or just because well, of their nature? Just the, the rule. But that's, that's kind of stepped aside sometimes. Yeah, me and Cole are thinking of a certain scene in a later book. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's the next one, but we'll get there next we'll get time. There. Next time. <laughs> Stay tuned! <laughs> <laughs> Let's just run through the rest of the character development before we get to Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. Percy, in this book, I think he's a little more wise he's definitely has a little more tricks up his sleeve but you don't really see that at the beginning for sure it's not until they're in well basically until they're at sea that's where he really obviously shines Mm -hmm. but that's his skill set but i feel like he's just smart as a whip when he's in the sea of monsters and everything but then you know he still makes dumb decisions he's 13 grover I kind of love that Grover was not with them the whole time in this one i kind of like the the opportunity to do like spe- focus in on Annabeth and Percy's journey and their relationship as like it grows and mm-hmm. how strong they become friends. But Grover's really weird in this book. <laughs> he's for for those that don't remember, he's looking for the the satyr, their champion god or whatever Pan. Pan. I mean, aren't we all? Yes. Looking for Pan. And they, satyrs really rely on their sense of smell. And they're trying to find Pan with smell, like his effect on nature, because more about climate change and throwing trash away. I don't know, more Rick Riordan stuff. And they get distracted. Or eat your trash. Hmm, Or eat your trash. That's the best way to get rid of it. So they're looking for Pan, but what they end up finding all the time is the Golden Fleece, which how... In the whole Greek world, did he get across the sea, across the ocean, <laughs> across the sea of monsters and go, what? Something tells me I've made a wrong turn. <laughs> so somehow he's ordered at Albuquerque. But somehow, well, I guess he's in Miami and he gets yeah. picked up by Polyphemus, who seems to have never left his island, except when he's picking up satyrs in Miami, I guess. And he's walking to Miami. I'm not going to think too much into this. Don't. I mean, that dream... That dream was literal, right? Yes, because they have the, uh, what's it called? The empathy, the empathy link. link. Oh, right, yeah. Which is like an unbreakable vow. Sorry, I'm like, not going to promise not to make Harry Potter references anymore. Yeah. But they're good if he Boo, dies. Harry Potter. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> have you played Lego Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. You have, with me. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, I don't know if you, listener, you 
won't care about this at all. But if Lego Harry Potter is the best, first of all. But every time you walk by Draco Malfoy and his goons <laughs> in Her Lego Harry Potter, and either one, they go, <laughs> and that's back in the Lego games where they don't actually say these words, voices. which means that the only word that's ever said in the whole thing is. <laughs> <laughs> So coming back to so Grover, yeah. When we when we see him through Percy's visions, he's wearing a wedding dress, and he's being chased by a giant cyclops. I mean, again, aren't we all? I, I mean, no, um, not really. But that's all we know of Grover for Maybe. a long time, and then we get several just dreams throughout that it's just him staying in the wedding dress, acting like a woman. Uh, it, I mean, honestly, we're just left in a state of confusion for a while. I kind of like it, though. What character have we... We've covered all of them, right? We need to talk about Annabeth a little bit. Yeah. Um, just with her kind of... Not specific story points, but her development in, in this book. She's definitely a leader of the camp, oh, as we yeah. established. She's becoming closer to Percy, uh, we'll come back to when she has this vision of the sirens because I think that's her her biggest character development in this one. But she's still trying to kind of feel out which side she's on, mm -hmm. and that's crazy. But of she course she's on Percy's side. Luke. Yeah, or loves Percy. I don't know. Is this what we're moving forward? Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. She I don't want to know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Stay tuned on. The confusing feelings of Annabeth. <laughs> Is this going to be the... No, I'm not going to make that comparison. I'm not going to do it. No more. I know, I, Don't do oh. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to refer to the Lightning Thief movie. Oh. I have feelings for you. I have I just strong don't feelings know. for you. <laughs> they're good I haven't or decided bad. if they're positive or negative. Who talks like that? I don't that care what camp you... That's a bad line. I don't care what <laughs> camp you grew up in. No one talks like that. It was like their first line together, too. I am... It's like... She's, like, been, like, objectified, basically. Mm. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. And well, he's then, 12 well, years old! Well, not, not in the movie. Not in the movie. Not in the yeah. movie. And then, uh, I don't want to talk about Luke, because he drives me insane, but he is another character that has some development in this book. And then, uh, just for those people who watch the movie only, you'll be thinking, But he died! He's in the and second movie, right? He's not dead. <laughs> yeah, Percy Jackson pretty much murdered him in the beginning movie. I don't like they brought him back for the second one, but he shouldn't be alive. He should not be no. alive. He got was... he got a trident, oh, even a water, it, still a trident, in his neck, and then got shot into the bay, <laughs> like a mile away. Like a mile away. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite scene from the first movie, even though it has no place. <laughs> You could have just fought Ares. Could have fought Nick Cage. <laughs> anyway, let's. I guess we already talked about Meriwether College Prep, but they they get in the car with the Gray Sisters. Um, I almost forgot what they were called. I was gonna type in weird gypsy ladies from series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Gray Sisters were great. Yes, they are. I thought they were great. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Camp Half-Blood's just, it's not good. It's really bad over there. Uh, and now we can talk about the most hated character in this book. Tantalus. Tantalus was horrible. Yuck. So he's got, yeah. some, he's got some Greek fable, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's cursed and he, not... He, he was a king of some kind. He, like, stole some food from a king or something. And no, he stole food from the gods, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a king, stole food from the gods, and now he can't eat or drink, drink. Uh, ever. And the, the gods are like, hey, things are happening. We're going to take you from from Tartarus and like fields of punishment, I think. Yes. And you're going to help facilitate this camp because you're a cool guy. And but you still can't like, eat. Ah, ah, I hate children. Let's make this horrible for them. You know, you th you'd think with Chiron being thousands of years old, they'd be like, we should have a good replacement for Chiron in case, you know, he goes evil or something, especially with who his father is. And they're like, yeah, Tantalus. Tantalus is a great replacement. You know, the guy that's in Hades right now that we cursed a long time ago? I think he'd be great for some I, mentorship. 
And I think the main reason Tantalus got brought in was because apparently him and Mr. D are friends, I think. Mr. I D's think the worst, though. Plan. Everyone knows that. But, I mean, honestly, like, Mr. <clears throat> D's got some good moments. This was not it. Not it. I don't think... I don't think he had any good moments in this book. No. Well, no. At the end, but <clears throat> that's it. Uh, but Tantalus is just, ugh, man. We hate him. Let's talk about the quest for this one. My favorite part about the quest is that it's not... I feel like you could have been tempted to do a rehashing of the first one. Where Percy's given another quest and it's his thing to do, mm-hmm. and he th- and you think that that's gonna happen, but they give Clarice the quest and she talks to the Oracle, and that still becomes important, but Percy still gets dragged into it anyway. Well, to be fair though, it, I think it should have been Percy's quest, but Tantalus and Mister D were just yeah, they. <laughs> I think they just kind of like, oh, I don't like, like, he's so popular, let's not have that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a better explanation for it. Yeah. But I love Percy going out, like, risking his life, and then there's a jogger, and, he, and it kind of freaked me out, because he's like, humans are able to get across the boundary. <clears throat> like, that's crazy, but it's like, it's Hermes. <laughs> and Hermes has to be Nathan Field, played by Nathan Fillion again this time. We have decided that. Uh, for the Disney Plus series, but that conversation. You do that Disney just, Plus. Listen to us. It has to, to be us. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> has to be. Has so, to be. That whole conversation was just a part that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. in the book. And yeah, he gives them some things that will help them, but he's like, "Okay, see ya." Okay, and here's some things from Poseidon that are actually going to help you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't ben. he just give them the jar of four winds or something? And then he gives them the vitamins. <clears throat> and bags. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. The waterproof bags. Which is pretty helpful when you're going across the ocean. Yeah. What did he say about the vitamins? I don't remember. Just that they would help them in time of need or something? Yeah, and he uses them later, which we'll get to, but we're... Gondor yeah, calls yeah. for aid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, but that's, that's Percy Jackson. That's, he's Theoden. He's like, what was Poseidon when we needed help? <laughs> Where was my dad when we needed help? And it's like, sorry, you were riding on water horses for hundreds of miles. And he, you can make air bubbles underwater, etc., etc., etc. You can control a dozen men ship with your hands. He's like Whoa, Aquaman on steroids. That was steroids. Where was he? <laughs> Yeah, he's literally off. But I think I think his main thing is he he's interacted more with other gods than his own. I think that's it. Own father. And I mean, but he also interacts with the other gods more than a regular demigod does. That's true. <laughs> well, they have they have keen interest in him. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them do, whether it be good intentions or bad. <laughs> yeah, but not just the gods, but the titans too. Shh. Oh, wait, yeah, nope, Titans. Yeah, it's okay in this one. Sort of. We only know about Kronos right now, but Um, I would assume that there's other ones mentioned later on. But Kronos is the only one in this book. Yeah. Wasn't it mentioned that some of the smaller Titan ocean gods were battling Poseidon? Yes. Okay, so that was happening during this one? I think so. No, I don't think so. I don't remember anything about that. Okay. But it's possible. Yeah. They, they could say, like, they could say in hindsight that, like, during this time, mm-hmm. that's what he was doing. Remember. They might say that. I have no idea what Titan's Curse is going to hold. I just know it's supposed to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. So, um, so Percy and gang don't get the quest, um, but they leave anyway. And so it's, um, Percy and Annabeth and Grover. Oh, oh, sorry, Dan Tyson. Sorry. Grover's gone. Um, but Rip in peace. Clarice did get the quest, and since they're going to find the uh, fleece, they are given a satyr who's uh, popular, but turns out to be really bad at his job. But Percy and the gang, uh, I believe their first destination was Princess Andromeda, mm-hmm. yes. where they find 
Luke, and some other demigods, and a literal ship ton <laughs> of monsters. He did say that with a P. Literally. He did say that with a P. <laughs> he really did. And also a really weird box that glows. Oh, tell us more about this box that glows. We're not there yet. Oh, <laughs> no, we, we know about the box. No, I know. Just but all, I, as far as we know right now, it just glows. It's right? a glowy box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has weird. Has I weird thought it was voice. weird that they would go straight there, like the gods would lead them there. It's because Hermes wants Percy to bring Luke back. Yeah. So obviously that's why. Yeah. And, like and, that was going to go uh, well. Hermes yeah. is Luke's dad. And um, so he wanted Percy to try and bring him back to, to goodness. But naturally, Percy and Luke just get into a sword fight. And they end up leaving and escaping using the the the, 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 the uh, four wind jar thing. It's a thermos, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Jar. Thermos. Uh, and I don't remember where this leads then. So they... Well, they're heading for the Bermuda Triangle. But they don't... They don't get there? No. Well, they have they to... Go, they stop inland. Right. So that that's when they go to Chesapeake Bay, right? Mm-hmm. And they go to a hideout, an old hideout of Talia, and Luke and, and Annabeth and, and Grover, that's a lot of people, as they were trying to get to camp, mm-hmm. which would be a cool journey to hear about, but I'm sure we'll hear more about it as we go. Yes. And uh, that part makes me laugh just because they reveal another weird part of Greek being molded into Western civilization where chain fast food restaurants are monster spawners, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And monsters just a monster's donuts in the middle of the woods. woods. <laughs> it's great. And then they have a Hydra fight. And, it, you know, I think Percy cuts off some heads because he thinks he's the best. And then mm-hmm. obviously makes the same mistake as he did in the first movie. movie. And then there's... But then, that's, oh, then we get to Clarice again. Mm-hmm. The, the, so cool. the part I thought was funny about the monster donut thing was when Percy wanted to talk to Annabeth, and so he's like, hey, Tyson, go find some donuts. <laughs> and then he starts talking to Annabeth, and then and Tyson comes back with donuts, and, and, and Percy's like, w- wait, what? Do you have donuts? <laughs> Why do you have donuts? <laughs> There's a shop over there. I think Tyson's just like... He's like a child, right? Oh yeah. Like he's well, a toddler. Cyclops he's a toddler. Like, he's he's bigger than them, but cyclopses are just dumb. So he looks imposing and he's really big and strong, but he's dumb. He is I think, very dumb. I still think he's wise though. He can for, be for his for who he is. Mm-hmm. Especially how he recognizes like Poseidon's helping him. Like he prayed to Poseidon, and he met him up with Percy, like, clearly, he's significant. Mm -hmm. Especially under however many Cyclops children Poseidon has, he actually claimed him. Like, that has to mean a lot. Yeah. And Percy really needed him. Mm Mm-hmm. But, ah, I just love how... I don't love Ares. Like, I'm supposed to dislike Ares. But I love that the gift that he gives Clarice for the suicide mission is, uh... Old, what do you even call it? An ironclad. Yep. From the Confederates, because basically every losers of the war have to serve Ares, like forever, basically. Oh, I forgot about that. But also, you didn't say a modern Navy ship. You said an old one. Like, come on, Ares. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Could have sent her like a, a Japanese aircraft carrier, but he doesn't really believe in her very much. No. Yet he's still giving her a hard time. But that part was just super cool because it's just, I think it's entertaining seeing like the, what part of the Odyssey does that even mirror? I don't know. None. None. Okay. None. It was just a cool thing to put in. It was just a, (laughs) I did this. I think this, like this book really helped create Clarice's character. Because in the first book, she was a liberal bully to Percy and that was it and then we're like oh we hate Ares and that was further to help point out why we hate uh, Ares but in this one we still hate Ares but we start to feel bad for Clarice and 
it helps us later down the road appreciate Clarice. And she's a leader of her camp, and she's she cares about her position. Yeah. But of course, she looks at things completely differently just based on who her father is mm-hmm. alone. Isn't that interesting how like authors use pity so often, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But like pity works every time. Every time. Every time. But I think it's, it's interesting, um, slight rabbit trail, but it's interesting the way uh, uh, Reardon uses um, the demigod's parent uh, and their relationship with other uh, gods to explain the demigod's relationship to other demigods. Mm-hmm. Because um, in the first one, like Athena and uh, Poseidon weren't pals or anything. Um, and that's why uh, Percy and Annabeth were kind of standoffish at first. But then um, they started to build a friendship. And um, we start to, to see um, Percy's character evolve by seeing Poseidon's character and his different uh, attributes. And um, even with Ares, we saw him as like a, a bad guy in the first one. And, and we, we saw his children as bad guys in the first one. Um, but we later start to see them become characters of themselves um, and make in- independent decisions. And for the most part, um, their parents are kind of standoffish at that at first. But then they start to respect them for making those type of decisions mm-hmm. on themselves, and it makes it, like it's a really interesting way of you know, storytelling and world building, um, because like w- we we know like myths about these t- gods and stuff, but it fully develops them mainly by telling about their kids, but it also uses their gods to tell about their kids. Mm-hmm. So we need to we need to get moving on here, but I love that point, Tim. That was really great. I know you wanted to say that, and I'm really glad you got that in there and you remembered because I was gonna forget. So let's talk about the Sea of Monsters. Wait, I have a quick story about Tyson. Is this the time? Yes. Okay. It's about Clary. Well, since we're talking about Clarice. Yeah. And it's a funny story. So sorry to interrupt your serious moment, Tim. Tyson Chicken Time. Tyson Chicken Time. So, you know, when this book came out and I first read it, Phineas and Ferb was at its prime. And, um, you know, I don't know about you, but when I read these books, I make it like a movie in my head. And all the characters, you know, I make what the characters look like. Well, Clarice was a special exception. I have a picture here. The bully? I I don't know Phineas and Ferb. Oh, you don't know? Uh, the, I know, Tim, do you I know, know Perry the Platypus. This is an I know awkward Phineas, time. I, know I, I don't know if it's Oh, no! Oh, man. Okay, so there's an episode where Buford, Buford the bully dresses up as um, one of the character's sisters. Like, the evil little sister. And, um, yeah. Pink, uh, pink jacket and little poodle dog. and But that's... And, and weird hair... Because Buford doesn't have hair. But, um, yeah. That's what I imagined Clarice looking like for the entirety of the se- of the series. <laughs> Every other character got a year older, except for, except for Clarice. She looked like this character from Phineas and Ferb for five years. <laughs> well, that was, uh... That was a thing, guys. That that was a thing. That was a thing. That's all I could imagine her as, as a cartoon character. And just to finish off the part where we're at, let's talk about <laughs> entering the Bermuda Triangle. There's the... Charybdis... Charybdis and Sheila. 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 That's Celia. That's the hair in your nose. <laughs> What's the difference? Am I right? <laughs> but yeah. Tyson's, well, you see. To- Tyson's totally dead, guys. You know, I didn't believe it even for like a week. thrown off the ship or something, right? No, he went down with the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the Confederates guys were like, yeah, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, Tyson's going to die. And he, he, kept the he thing, died. I mean, he kept the thing running. I mean, yeah. that was awesome. Uh, yeah, he showed his mechanical prowess. 
and still went down with the ship. Oh, he's got great mechanical prowess, though. I love it. And you know what it's time for, Tim? Guys, listeners, we have added a segment into our into our series that we're going to try to do every time. Fan casting time. Fan casting time. Dun, dun, Mid-book-ish fan casting minute or a few minutes. That's what it's called. That's what the segment's yep. called. That's, we're sticking with it. We're sticking with it. Okay, so we need to cover some bases for the last book that we didn't fan cast all of them. We're going to try and do this quickly because we're running low on time. Very low on time. But Very it's low okay. on time. That's okay. So all of the kids, we're going to leave alone. So Percy, Annabeth, Grover, Clarissa, and Luke. And whoever else comes in later Yeah. Uh, Tyson, too. Tyson, yeah. Yeah. That still leaves us a lot of cool characters to, to cast. And we're hiding the computer from Tim so he doesn't see our list. I've not seen this list, so my reaction will be genuine. Yes. Genuine. Genuine, genuine. It's a stupid word. Nobody knows how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we decided Gabe would just leave it alone. Yeah. I don't really care. I don't. Gabe Ugliano. And you put a good one for Sally. I yeah. support it. What was All right. that? Marissa Tamai for Sally. Oh. My only objection. Yeah. That's, <laughs> my only objection to that is because she did that. And yeah. She might be famous already, but I'll take, you know, we might change it out. I mean, I'm okay if this doesn't want it. Can it just be the same character? <laughs> I yes. mean, that's what it would be, though. That's that's really, it would be. Oh, my gosh. That's she why I did great. it. She would be great for it. Can you be played by Danny DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> or Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, I don't Too think expensive. their budget has, I don't think Riordan's willing to pay Alan or Disney way to pay down his salary. Mm-hmm. But Danny uh, DeVito, $20 million they can him. Let's go with Danny DeVito if he's not too old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the other suggestion I was going to point out was Carrie Russell. I just love mm, Carrie Russell. She might go. be a better. She might be a good. So Athena that means JJ Abrams is going to direct an episode. <laughs> yes, correct. I'd rather see her as Athena. He's not, not the last one. Okay, he's not doing Last Olympian. I won't <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> lens flares. <laughs> he could do something cool. He could have like the sun setting over the ocean and then lens flares. <laughs> We're All not right. doing directors. We're doing actors. Okay, Kyron. So originally, I wanted to bring back Logan Lerman as a role in the series. And I, he has this he has this great, beautiful, long hair and a beard. I thought Kyron would be kind of cool because he'd be, like, be mentoring Percy and he what played Percy. But I've decided that Kyron's older than that mm-hmm. and we need, a, we need a Pierce Brosnan. We need a better Pierce Brosnan. And I had to think about it only a little bit because I came up with the casting. The man himself, Hugh Jackman. Ooh. Or otherwise known as Hugh Jackman. That would be interesting. I think it's the perfect time in his career for to do something like this because he's not like committed to any long yeah, he's not projects. Mm-hmm. And Kyron's not in that many episodes, so even if he's expensive, they might be able to cash in on two episodes a season or three episodes a season. Yeah. So I'm really sticking with that one, actually. I'm, that's, I'm very proud of myself. I feel like he'd play a different character because usually he's the main character, but in this he'd he'd almost be a side character. Yeah, so but it'd be good. interesting to see. It'd be good. I mean, I love it. I love it. And we decided we're leaving Argus alone and Karen. Yeah, just I'd let, I'd rather have an unknown. Yeah, personally. Yeah. Also, yeah, Argus is a small character. We stole Mister D's casting from the internet. We love Stanley Tucci. He's our second choice. But Cole, do you want to reveal it? Jack Black. Jack Black. Mm, Would wow. Jack Black be great? Uh, he'd be. Wow, that would be interesting. I think he'd uh, be great. I, I think I would enjoy that. But honestly, Jack Black, I feel like is hit or miss. <laughs> he, he, he. Oh man, I don't know. Can't you see him in like a toga? He's not in a toga though. Isn't Mr. D in like a Hawaiian shirt or something? What's the difference? Oh yeah, the, well, either one. I can. Yeah, it's true. Ah, I think it's good. I, like I think it. I, I think it, it's starting to grow on me, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about our big, our big, the big gods. You know, I think these are the hardest ones to pitch to you, Tim. So mm-hmm. I think it's time to to do it. Okay. Well, Nick Cage obviously is the first for choice Aries. for Aries. Oh, man. but I actually like your second 
not the second choice that I had, but the one, the other one you put down there, Dave Batista. Dave Batista as Ares. Yeah, Yeah. that would be a very different one because I'm thinking Stuber, Dave Batista. Yes, I I feel like like it's weird since he's a wrestler, but I don't really feel like he's very angry, and I feel like that's Ares, but. I feel like depending on this the the feel of the show, you could almost make him a funny Aries. Uh-huh. And it could fit. I think it just depends on the tone they're going for. But as I say that Please your not. other pick was Nick Cage email. for Aries and uh, I, Nick Cage can't be angry. <laughs> so I, name one time Nick Cage was angry. Ghost Rider. No. <laughs> Um, there's so many movies that, there's so many movies that Nick Cage is angry in. Genuinely angry. Genuinely angry. I don't know. Face off. No, that's just psychotic. Yeah. I just think Nick Cage is the best. We gotta get moving. We gotta get moving. We gotta get moving. Uh, Hades, we said Zachary Quinto, but we're not very committed to it. I'd be down, though. Zachary's a fun guy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Zeus... I said, I cannot pronounce his name right, Neither but I know. said, leave Screever. Ooh, Sabretooth, among other things. I think Honestly, he's I haven't seen him in a while. I think he's just more, like, affordable. He was Kingpin in Into the Spider-Verse. That's true. I'd say either him or bring back Liam Neeson from Clash of the Titans, but I think both would be fun. And for Poseidon, I had to really think about this. We really bounced around for Poseidon. And I think, this is hard, I, I still don't know about pitching this. I put Pedro Pascal, Mandalorian. Yeah. Honestly, that would be kind of fun. Like, Wouldn't it? Having him with mm-hmm. like a fishing pole and... <laughs> just I, kind I, of I, like that'd a... That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of great. Poseidon and so this chill. is just kind of like a beach bum. Yeah, but not, like, less on a bum. Uh, less on a bum, but a little <laughs> bit of bum. I just think he would be... I, Beach Little Bum. I think he's a, he's a great actor that I know very little about, and so it'd be interesting to just see him do that mm-hmm. and have two different Disney Plus shows where Peter Pascal is a big, big role. All right. Uh, we're the, leaving alone the Furies. Furies. Oracle. Or we joked about Tilda Swinton. We're just going <laughs> to keep gonna it going. Keep it. Um, Medusa? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We sneak moving on. Uh, Kronos. We still don't have a firm foundation for this. We're thinking Lee Pace from the, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel and the Hobbit and the Hobbit. I don't remember what he played. He's the Ronan, Ronan the Accuser. And then Legolas's dad and the Hobbit. Yeah, I think he's about the age too. Where so, uh, so Ron Perlman. Played uh, Polyf- Polyf- Poly- Polyphemus in this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting if he came back for Kronos because he's got a freaking majestic voice. Okay, I've been convinced. It wasn't that hard to convince me, but I've been convinced. We're going to change it to Ron Perlman. I mean, obviously, my voice means nothing because it's not like Bob Iger's going to hear me or anything. Other, other That's what you con- think. Other considerations were John Rice Davies. And James Spader. And James Spader. I also said Tom Baker for you Doctor Who fans, but... Both of those... I don't think I could take both of those serious. Yeah. And my axe! It only counts as one. It only counts as one. Uh, I'm, in a golden, I'm in a glowing box. Uh, very dangerous. You what was go the first. other one? Uh, John Reese Davis, what was the other actor? Uh, James, James Spader. <laughs> and the, from the pieces of Tartarus come other pieces of Tartarus. <laughs> I don't remember what they're called. I was thinking the blacklist to watch a little bit. Oh, that too. He comes out of the golden box. I wish to speak only with Elizabeth Keene. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, crap. Wrong movie. Okay, we are so low on time. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta get guys. to the sea of monsters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We gotta get to the Sea of Monsters. What actually, a- I wrote down nothing. Oh my gosh. Hermes is still Nathan Fillion. George and Martha will be whatever. Gray sisters are the same people from Series of Unfortunate Events. Because that was great. Polyphemus? Polyphemus? Polyphemus. Ron Perlman again! Ron Perlman again! 
<laughs> oh my gosh, we're so low on time. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't even know who these kids are. Oh, I, I do. But we're leaving alone the kids. We're leaving alone the kids. I just wrote all the characters down. Okay, cool. Cersei? Mm. They can just they can do whatever they want. Zendaya. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, no. Sorry, I was thinking a different character for later on. My bet. I'll come back to that one later. Maybe Zendaya would be a good Persephone. Nope. No. Okay. Coming back later. Uh, uh, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. I thought she, when we started this episode, I thought she was in this book. They're pretty much the same character. Yeah. Could I, spra- could I spound some nonsense as we finish this fan casting minute? Sure. Polyphemus. Adam Sandler. <gasps> yes. <Ew>. Yes. <laughs> Here's my sheep. <laughs> Here's my sheep. <laughs> Adam Sandler it is. If Aries gets recast, we'll go with Nick Cage for Polyphemus. <laughs> I will cast Nick Cage as anybody in this series. Even Percy, Percy. Jackson. <laughs> Even Percy. Alrighty. I'm 13 years old. <laughs> they do be... animated. Oh. I'm not kidding, they might actually do animated. That has not been revealed yet. I would still watch it. I'd, I'd watch, watch it. it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sea of Monsters. We're going ancient Greek now, except not. The guinea pig. The, the spa. The guinea pigs. The guinea pigs. The the guinea pigs made me laugh because I knew, like, the original myth, they were turned into literal pigs. Right. And it's so, it made, it was funny to me that they turned Blackbeard into a guinea pig. Didn't they talk about, um, didn't she say, like, she would, would turn them into pigs, but it was just too much of a mess or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good way of throwing it off. And... I mean, it's it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like another Medusa, but because it's from the Odyssey, mm-hmm. I appreciate it more now. And I think that part's best for Annabeth's character development and Percy's, where she kind of realizes what's going on and saves Percy and just, just really throw- performs. Like, yeah, just throwing this out here, Tim will know, but this is also, that's... The spa is an important scene for later characters. Oh, nice. But I love Blackbeard coming out of it. It <laughs> gave me... Oh, yeah. I forgot. Nick Offerman's going to play... Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman's going to play Blackbeard because he played Brickbeard in the Lego movie. But he might also be playing Hephaestus. 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 Asbestos. I'll now refer to him as Asbestos for the rest of the series. <laughs> anyway... I just thought that that was great. Um, the multivitamins really came really came through. Mm. I do want to talk about the siren scene for, for a oh, minute yeah. here. Annabeth wants to hear the sirens because they give you wisdom. Mm-hmm. And she has Percy on the Queen Anne's Revenge, which was oh, so great. It's the coolest ship name out there. Has him tired to the mast <laughs> and put earwax in his ears. Oh no, candle wax. He has earwax in his ears anyway. And, <laughs> Here, um, have my earwax. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I will now plug my ears with your earwax and mine. They make great earwax. It's an earwax <laughs> frenzy over here. Oh my gosh, she's like screaming for release. It was just an intense part of the book. Like I was really flipping through those pages quick. Mm-hmm. And she escaped because he left her knife with her. And he like jumps in the water after her and... Oh man, he's just dragging her away, but as soon as she like touches her ankle, he gets the vision, which just tells you a ton about Annabeth in just a small period of time. Daddy loves Luke! Probably. But it's her, Luke, Athena, and her father in a new New York City that she's built. And so, I guess her innermost, I would say temptations, I don't know if it actually is your desires from the sirens, Mm -hmm. is to rebuild the world, which would mean that she needs to be on Luke's side. But also, they're not going to get what they want because Kronos is, is evil. Well, part, part of her character is, like, she wants to design... She wants to be an architect. And, like, in her dream, it was her design. Right. And um, so it's, it's 
partly like fulfilling her dreams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to see. I'll have to see how that flows through. But of course, she doesn't want to betray Luke, even though she has to. And so that was just a really cool part of the book. Mm-hmm. The island of P- Polyphemus. The killer it- sheep, for one thing. Yup. <laughs> but I could this- not understand the geography. No. He, they kept yeah. trying to describe it, and I was like, what? Yeah, it is a little confusing. Uh, I believe it was like killer sheep on one side of the bridge, and then polyphemus on the other. And he had to get two polyphemus so he had to go across through the killer sheep without being killed. <laughs> I believe that was it. <laughs> and I don't actually remember how he did it. So that's... I it. think they did How it. he got the fleece? How he got to the other side. I, oh, uh, he, he sailed around the other way and him and Annabeth rock climbed the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Tyson just walked through the sheep. Because that's what Tyson does. Also, while that graphic on the cover of the book is really cool, Polyphemus is not that big. No. But I thought it was an entertaining cover. Uh, That one. That one. There's so many different covers. The one where they're walking across the bridge and there's a gigantic eye. The classic cover. I don't think that's supposed to be Cyclops. I think that's supposed to be Charybdis or Scylla, maybe. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. (laughs) So she's tied up to the ship. So they uh, they fight Polyphemus and Percy and Tyson just take him on and that was great and then Clarice almost ruins it again. <laughs> Clarice ruins everything at the, she on, does. on the island anyway. And they get back to Miami and Percy has that stroke of genius because he's gonna get struck by lightning by Zeus, but nothing's gonna happen to Clarice if she gets on a plane. <laughs> That was just genius. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they're talking to Luke, they're just stalling to save her. Yep. And then Kyron and his boys. <laughs> the but party also, ponies! But also, um, like, when Percy did that, Dave heard the fleece. Um, like, it was also to complete it's those things. Complete save the it, yeah, it completes the but prophecy. That's it was like. a really big moment for them because they absolutely hate each, each other. other. And it was her quest to begin with. Um, not, like, if he came back to camp with it, then he'd, everyone would be like, ah, he's awesome, Clarice, you suck, he failed. And, um, so really it was, like, him letting her complete the quest. Luke is still way more powerful than Percy, at least hand-to-hand, like, sword, sword fighting. Mm. Yeah. And he, he kicks him bad. Oh, yeah. It does not go well. I was like, I know Percy's not going to die, but this is pretty bad. This is about as low as he's gotten in a sword fight, at least. And he fought Ares. <laughs> but that's a, that's a central theme, theme throughout the, all the books. Every time, slight spoiler, I guess, every time they fight, he just gets completely demolished by Luke. Whoopsies. Yeah. Spoiler, Spencer! <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I am so annoyed by him. And how does he have this cool sword? Drives me nuts. Riptide's supposed to be the best. At least I feel like yeah. Riptide's the best, and then they're like, ha! There's ah, a better sword. Me and Cole know things. Yeah. And we'll move on. We know things. Oh we'll gosh. move on. And All Hugh right. Jackman comes in to save him. I could see, but I can totally see Hugh Jackman in this part in Miami with his really crazy cousin. So, uh, so earlier, when Tantalus came to relieve Karan uh, uh, from his position, because Karan is the son. <laughs> He's what? cringing at the way you're pronouncing. Yeah, his I name. know. How do you um, say it? Chiron. Okay, Karan. I say Chiron. Uh, <laughs> Nobody knows. Chiron, uh, Chiron. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but he's the son of Kronos. And so all the gods are very suspicious of him. Suspicious. And so he basically got kicked out of uh, Camp Half-Blood and is just suspicious of poisoning the fleece. Classic Greek or Norse mythology, something that is very unlike the other thing is the son of that thing anyway. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so... Percy was able, during his fight with Luke, he was able to, like, trick him, and he sent an Iris message to um, Mr. D, and Luke uh, said he poisoned the fleece, thus exonerating the truth. 
uh, yeah, uh, exonerating uh, Curon, Chiron, and then Chiron was like, hey, I'll, uh, I'll bring my brothers and sisters, uh, these hippie centaurs, uh, and we'll save him. And they come in with, like, oh, man, it's such a weird collection of characters. Yeah. You got, like, paintballs and some of those arrows that have punching uh, <laughs> uh, gloves on the end. And it, it's really just something, I don't know how it would look in uh, real life. Because, a thirteen-year-old's um, dream, though. Oh, oh yeah, man. Me, I was this, all over yeah, that. I mean, triumphant. Still, that's like I read it you this know. Summer is so good. <laughs> all right, and then so then to wrap it up, Talia comes out of the tree. Yes. Yeah. Another. Another. What? <laughs> I just. I think it's in this one. I did not see Cronus's plan until the kind of the end. But see, that's why I like it being more straightforward because. It was more, I don't know, it was like, it's clear what he wanted to do. In the first one, he's like, he's tempting Luke, and Luke is sort of tempting Ares, but Cronus is tempting Ares, and Mm -hmm. they're counting on Percy to get to the underworld, and it's just a mess. Basically, like, even if, I I do think that they slightly spoiled Cronus' plan and Luke's plan, because Luke had wanted to use the fleece on Cronus' box, and then give it back to the Camp Half-Blood to revive Thalia, um, in which they would still have two um, possible options to fulfill the the prophecy. But now, they only got Thalia. They didn't, um, like, he wasn't able to use the fleece on the box. Mm -hmm. So that's a a plus. So speaking of the prophecy, are we going to go through the prophecy? Do we have time? Yeah, the prophecy... Because we've got... We can just go through the basics of it. The prophecy, and then we've got to do our favorite chapter title. Okay, so, you shall sail the iron ship with warriors of bone. Confederate ship. Confederate ship. You shall find what you seek and make it your own. The, the fleece. The fleece. But despair for your life entombed within stone? They're, they're in a cave. Oh, they're in a cave. Nice. And fall uh, and fail without friends to fly home alone. She flew home she flew on a plane home. without the friends because they were... Stalling. Cool. But also, Clarice doesn't have friends. So. Yeah. Wow, you're mean. You're <laughs> a bully now, Tim. Okay, so we already talked about our overall opinion of the book, but yeah. I thought it was good, and big surprise, it's number one, because I already said that. <laughs> okay, chapter list. So does that make Lightning Thief two or five? Two for, two right, now, for right now, because I've only read two. Okay. All of these chapter titles are great. I think one of my favorites is going to be We Hitch a Ride with Dead Confederates. Mm-hmm. Or Nobody Gets the Fleece, because that cracks me up. Because it's like, you think it's going to be good. I, the one that cracks me up is The Party Ponies Invade. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I still think the f- first one, My Best Friend Shops for <laughs> Wedding Dress, is, is really good. Because, I mean, Who is it? having read the first one, you, you know his best friend's Grover. Grover. And it's true. then you're like, what? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> okay, with literally no time remaining, we're going to take a break. We're gonna, you're going to hear the advertisement, and we're going to watch the Sea of Monsters movie, which should be bad. If not worse than the first one. And now, from our sponsored sponsor, we bring you Anti-CGI spray. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it can save you millions of dollars on your CGI budget. About five million. Or oh, five just million. look bad. Or just look <laughs> bad. Have bad CGI or just spray on some of this spray. Let's just go for bad. Let's just go for bad. They Wear should. sunglasses cgi spray it will change your movie making experience but it's not perfume but it is in a perfume container spray if you spray it in your mouth you're gonna cough like will ferrell and elf it will not go well for you this but your mouth will look fantastic but wait if you order now you can get two of them for even more money even more money and if you type in gazebo effect 
anti-CGI spray. It, it will, will not help you at all. It will triple the cost. <laughs> anti-CGI spray. Sponsored by Henry Cavill. Man, what a... What a movie. It was a movie. I have so much of a better appreciation for the first movie now. Mm, do you? I, I do. I think I just have less of an appreciation for this one, having rewatched this one now. You know, you say that, Tim, but you did just go to the restroom after the movie was over, which means you were just holding on to every moment. No, I was just drinking water during the movie. <laughs> Isabel, what'd you think of the movie? I don't know. That's fair. That's so fair. <laughs> I'm indifferent. I'm even less than indifferent, I think. It's hard to look for good things about this movie. Mr. D was good. Um, they really tried to backtrack, mm -hmm. but then they also were like, they're like, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to make another one. Luke, Ever. Luke, the actor who played Luke, uh, is great. He really worked hard in this one. And, and I have to say that he pulled it off pretty fantastically. And of course, Nathan Fillion was great, but we knew that would be the case. Yeah. That's my favorite joke. Even though joke. that whole scene was different. What joke? Cancelled. Oh yeah, the joke about, like, <laughs> as with all great TV shows. Yeah. Cancelled. We have actually clapped for that one, even though... I don't think any of us have seen Firefly. I have. Tim has. Awesome. Twice. But I can I can appreciate the joke. Yeah. I appreciate the joke. The parts that I didn't like about it this the first time I saw it, uh, I didn't really care about now. Like the I didn't like the mailroom stuff and I don't know everything in between like the the TV advertisement stuff. But this time I didn't really care mostly because it was stuff that was in the book. The CGI, well, all of the online reviews said the CGI is like the best thing. This was not good CGI. This was like terrible. The first movie's CGI was actually better than, than this I think one. the hippocampus looked fine. Yeah. Uh, Except there's a part where you get really close to its mouth. Also, we, uh, we all love the spray-on mm -hmm. mist. I would say the, the mist for both movies was one of the worst... There's Adaptation no parts <laughs> in the movies. I don't think there wasn't the mist. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Um, there's a new Chiron. I thought he was pretty good. I liked. I him. think he was better at playing Chiron, but Pierce Brosnan was just Pierce Brosnan on a horse. Yes, that's what I want to see. I think in this one, so Chiron Chiron got um, in a way overshadowed by Mr. D. It's true. Yeah. I mean, but what else was there for him to do in this movie, especially when he wasn't even in any of these parts in the book? Yeah. And they left out the biggest part of is it, him in Is the it book. bad that Party we're basically ponies? saying they should have put in Tantalus in this one? Like, that's, no, that's just... But yes. <sighs> I wouldn't, I'm, like, glad. I was happy not to have Tantalus or any adaptation of him. Yeah, it's just you I can't really do anything with Chiron. Chiron. I think it's a good thing that they didn't put Tantalus in here because that would have that would have required a lot of explaining to do to the average moviegoer. Yeah. Because they didn't explain things in the first one. No. Did the first one mention Kronos? Nope. Okay. Not even a little. Okay. So like, they just had to do so much backtracking and, and you guys will know more, way more about this than me, but the, he does go to the Oracle for a prophecy because he, he didn't do that in the first movie, so they had to do it in this movie. And, and the prophecies... He didn't even go to the Oracle. He didn't go to the Oracle in this book. Yeah. She, Clarice, Clarice went did. to the Oracle in this book. But the prophecy that they give him is like... The prophecy that they give him is like the big prophecy. Which has been around for a long time. 50 um, years. Yeah. And it, it pertains to the... Uh, so the, the prophecy is about the, the top three, and Zeus, Hades, or Poseidon, their right. children. But Demigod children. Even, even in this one, we don't really know that very much. Mm -hmm. But that prophecy has been around for a long time. And, but that's, that's why the reveal at the end is so good, because 
Thalia adds a new equation to it. Uh, but that's once, that prophecy wasn't even explained to Percy until, like, book three or four? Uh, Annabeth tells Percy about it in the second book. Didn't she book. say, like, a piece of it? I think she, she told probably didn't tell him the whole it. thing. Yeah. But she told him about the, the son or daughter of the big three mm-hmm. and save her, destroy yeah. Olympus. Oof. The Grey Sisters were great. <laughs> uh, they were not the ladies from the series of unfortunate events, so sorry. I, the one thing I, I mentioned that the one thing I didn't like was like the op. They did the opposite of the night bus. Yes. Mm. Well, yeah. So just, I was reading an article at the end of the movie. Okay. Um, some stuff about this movie, just why they didn't make a third one, which it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyway. So this movie had the first movie had a ninety million dollar budget, and it made like two hundred twenty six million dollars. Which I mean, hey, that's that's money. How'd they even get money to make the second one? <laughs> uh, somewhere in the two hundred twenty six. But also the marketing costs like so much money anyway, so mm-hmm. it's probably way more, way more than ninety. And then the second one was ninety million dollars budget, so five million less, which CGI. I mean, not that much of a downgrade, so I guess it could have been. Better. And then uh, it only made one hundred ninety-nine million. Mm. But that five million, that like, they probably saved that from not getting. Uh... That was just Tyson wearing sunglasses. That's where they saved that five million dollars. <laughs> or uh, or the recasting of Chiron. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think Pierce Brosnan would have come back either way. I don't think he would have. But just to give a perspective, the Sorcerer's Stone made pretty much a billion dollars. They were really expecting uh, that kind of success from these movies, and somehow they thought, oh, well, the second one will fix it. This, no. But I'm, I'm almost happy they made a second one. I'm, I'm glad that they tried. Uh, they tried. You know? Participation awards. But if you haven't seen The Sea of Monsters and you've read the book, um, you Don't. could watch something else on Disney Plus that's probably more worth your time. Like, like in- Tron! Like <laughs> Tron! Or Tron Legacy, you know? Yeah. Or just listen to uh, to the soundtrack for uh, Tron Legacy. Yes. That's worth it. <laughs> anyway, this was a movie, but a great book. And, and uh, by what he means by it was a movie is it was filmed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. But thank you guys for listening to, gosh, a long episode of the Gazebo Effect podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Is this going to be our next uh, World the Dark Thor episode? (laughs) World the Dark Thor? Maybe. Monsters of Sea? Ooh. Monster Sea of Percy. (laughs) Jackson Monsters Sea of Percy. (laughs) Anyway, next time for the Percy Jackson series, we're going to be doing Titan's Curse. And we will be watching something. It's a surprise. And David's going to be joining us on that episode. So it should be be a good time. Anyway, we'll see you guys soon. Stay safe. Have a great week.